You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasse, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, and our production assistant, Daniel Tresini, we would like to welcome you to the show this morning. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. That's good. How was the weekend? You told me you were in on the weekend. I was in on the weekend, yeah. We had a bit of a technical issue here at the studio, so I came in on Sunday. But prior to that, I did have uh, somewhat of an enjoyable weekend. I took in some of the uh, NBA basketball. Oh, I didn't uh, watch any took in some of the all-star events. So that was a lot of fun for me. Any of our guys, the two of them? Well, Danny Green was there too, right? Danny uh, Green took part in the uh, three-point competition. Yeah. He, 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 I think he ended up with 26 points or something like that, but that wasn't enough to advance. Okay, what about Lowry and um, Kawhi, were they? Well, the actual all-star game, which they participated in, I wasn't able to watch because I was, I was here oh. at the studio. So... Um, most of all, uh, I did have Had a, good a week. restful weekend yeah. w- where I could anyway. <laughs> That's good. Danielle, you hooked up here? Or yeah, no? yeah, no, I am. How are uh, you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, my weekend was pretty relaxed. I went to the motorcycle show that happened downtown. Oh, uh, nice. So, yeah. You're uh, a motorcycle buff? Not really. Okay. Uh, it was just something more to do, but but it, it was enjoyable. Uh Made some plans for a trip later in the year. But beyond that, everything seems fine. Awesome. Well, that's good. Good to know. I got my daughter in front of me here listening in intently. It's reading week for them. So anyone who's on reading week, enjoy your week. Hopefully. Live studio audience, huh? Yeah, the studio audience. Yeah, we're, we're expanding as we hit our 100th show. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have her home. That's for sure. And for those of you on reading week, hope you have a nice one. I hope you don't have too many exams you're studying for. But uh, if so, it's nice to do it in the comfort of your home. So welcome, everybody, to the show. Our show today is live. Our number is 416-245-1534. Please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC. And also, please do email us at thh at radiomaria.ca if you have any questions, concerns, didn't get something answered uh, during the show. We're happy to take your emails. And if you have any suggestions for shows, always happy to field those. Um, we like to have have tasks to do and go look for things that make uh, make you all happy to listen to. Please subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find our podcast on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is www.radiomaria.ca, and you can find them on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. And our show from last week, The Science of Love, with Dr. Joe Schwartz, is up and ready to listen to. We've had some very positive feedback on that show. He's a a wonderful guest. I found him very entertaining, very knowledgeable, and um, a lot of fun to have him on our show. So I hope you you all enjoyed it, and I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. So moving on to a little bit of a, a little tidbit for our show. As you know, I always say our bodies are amazing things. They're intuitive, and uh, we have, I think, everything on our body, in our body, have functions, and uh, it's important to know what these functions are, especially if we are inclined to change or remove them. You really should understand what you're doing before you do that. For instance, as part of many people's regular grooming techniques, Either the removal or the shortening of nose hair is often uh, something that is done. And I want to examine the function of nose hair. It may sound an odd thing to do, but uh, I was watching a show and I saw this being done within a grooming technique. And I thought, you know what? People really need to understand what nose hair is for before they go removing it or altering it. Nose hair is one of the body's first lines of defense against environmental toxins and pathogens. Germs, fungus, and spores enter 
through your nose. And the hair contained in each nostril helps to trap the larger particles and embed them in the sticky mucus layer in your nose. It may sound gross, but it's a huge function. We want the, the body to be, you know, as toxin free as possible. This is why people are discouraged from eliminating your nose hair while grooming. Another purpose for nose hair is to provide humidity to the inhaled air. As the air passes through our nasal passages, the mucus in our nose couples with the nose hair to provide heat and moisture to the air that we're breathing in. And humidity is an important factor for the respiratory system. It's um, The moisture also keeps the nasal passages soft, but the, the temperature of the air inhaled has to be modified so that it's the right temperature as it uh, enters into our body. So very important. Excessive nose hair can be, um, you know, not nice to look at. You can definitely cut the nose hair, but do not remove it. It just reminds me how important each aspect of our body is and we take it for granted, right? Well, we do. Yeah. And we do. And it's, you know, I, I, it, some people do have excessive nose hair and there's no problem with grooming techniques. But again, a lot more females, I have to say, um, do the actual removal of nose hair. So it's important not to do that. Uh, now, just as a, as a little tidbit, we do not have hair on the palms of our hands or on the bottom of our feet. And um, that question was was asked uh, of me um, a while back that I didn't get to it on the show. But we don't have hair on the hands and the feet because they're the parts of our body that are most commonly in touch with the environment and they have thicker skin. And the thicker skin means that the hair follicles cannot form there. So, uh, you know, we walk on our feet, we touch things with our hands, and uh, the hair just can't grow there. But they're not passages inward to the body. So really important to understand that and uh, be mindful of what we do. Uh, You know, uh, maybe a rule of thumb is if you're thinking of altering things, maybe just do the Google search and find out what the actual function for, for these parts of the body are. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight, a little bit of knowledge that you may not have had before. And let's move on to our show today. Very interesting show today on tapping. It's not something that I know too much about, so I'm very much looking forward to uh, Kelly telling us about it. Kelly Elliott is an author and founder of Free Your Life, offering an easy and proven method to release physical pain, emotional issues, and limiting beliefs to transform your dreams into reality. As a master free your life practitioner and accredited advanced EFT, EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques. So she's an EFT practitioner. She specializes in rapidly finding and removing the root of any issue. She's also a certified advanced law of attraction practitioner, an intuitive healer and a transformational coach. Kelly's mission is to help and teach others how they too can easily transform their lives in ways they have never imagined. With her extensive knowledge and experience with EFT and the subconscious mind, she is changing the world for the better one person at a time. Our learning points today are what is EFT tapping? EFT once again is emotional freedom technique. Are there any scientific evidences behind um, tapping? And are there um, any ways that we can be doing this on our own at home? So when we get back from our break, we'll be talking to Kelly Elliott. We're all related, brothers and strangers. The king and the beggar bleed the same. We've all got a sickness, a terminal condition. We medicate it, but the pain won't go away. See the eyes of a million faces, looking for it in a million places. Only one can save us, Jesus.
the doctor, healer and father, to the orphan without a home. Oh, we fell in the darkness, lost till you found us. You're the remedy we're looking for. You are the cure. Everybody's searching for it. Everybody's reaching out, trying to grab a hold of something real. Are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. Our show today is live. You can call in if you have questions for any of us. Our number is 416-245-1534. And do follow us on our social sites, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at The Health Hub RMC. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Hi, Kathy. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a technique that I have never used myself. Um, I have heard of it, definitely. I have a friend who has, has done the technique and found bountiful... Um, positives that have come from it. And I want to sort of, instead of starting off with how you got involved in it, I think maybe we'll do it a little bit backwards and start maybe with what tapping and emotional freedom technique is, and then work back to how you got involved with it, because I think that's kind of an important thing. So maybe you could start with that. Yeah, so um, uh, tapping, basically what it is, it's a mind-body technique. And it's used to make changes in your life and help you feel better both emotionally and physically. And it involves tapping on acupressure points, mainly on the face, but also on the body. And what we do is we're verbalizing and um, thinking about emotions that bother us or something that bothers us. And we're really going towards those negative feelings. And then what happens is those feelings start to either intensify, but then come down. And so we sort of go through this wave of of getting more emotional as we face the feelings. And then the feelings start to dissipate and come down. And so what it can do is it can remove those negative emotions within us. and, And those negative emotions, what people don't realize is they're actually coming from subconscious beliefs. And, uh, and if we can get at those, then we can make permanent changes. Is EFT um, a broader sort of bowl that tapping is put into, or are they hand in hand? Do you, uh, what I'm trying to say is, do you do other things within emotional freedom technique other than tapping? So EFT is, um, is basically the, the general idea. It's, it's emotional freedom techniques. So there's many different techniques, but they all do involve some sort of tapping on the body. They all involve tapping. When I was in school, um, they they taught us to do tapping on the thymus, and that was really the only tapping that I had ever heard about. Is right. That, 
And and I'm not sure yeah. what that did, but um, that was something that they said, you know, it's, it's good for, for the thymus. Right. So, so there's different points on the body and, uh, and, and tapping on them um, is going to basically reduce cortisol levels. So there's a lot of scientific evidence right now that's showing that um, tapping on these uh, specific points is, is really helping to reduce the stress response in the body. Interesting. Well, why don't we go back now, now that you've sort of laid it out for us. How did you get involved with this? This is not something that, uh, you know, most people would think it'd take on as a career, generally speaking. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so what happened to me was it was probably about nine years ago. And I was just one of those extremely sensitive people. And, you know, it would take me a really long time to get over things and um, things would, would hit me really emotionally hard. And, uh, and I happened to stumble across it. I was going through this emotional crisis after um, somebody I was dating had really let me down. And uh, I just, you know, I was, I, I was just looking for anything to help me. And it was, there was just nobody around at the time. I think it was one of those nights where all my friends were out and then, and there was nobody to talk to. And um, I stumbled across it on the internet and, uh, I started using the technique and I felt better immediately. And, and I knew that, you know, this wasn't normal for me to, to feel better that quickly. And um, wh- what happened was I, I got so inspired to learn more and I kept researching and using the technique and, and what it has done for me has been absolutely amazing. And, and of course, then from there um, I, I, did my training, and I became a advanced level practitioner, um, and and then I left my teaching career. So I was a, a teacher for I was a chemistry teacher for um, eighteen years, hmm. and so uh, just along the way, what happened was it became a natural progression to leave teaching and uh, and do this business full time. Now, is this something that is done with people in a group setting, or is this very individualistic? It can be done in a group setting, and there can be benefits to doing it in a group setting. Um, but most of the time, people get the best results when they do it one-on-one. One-on-one. Now, you did mention that there was science behind this. Maybe we can delve into that a little bit. A lot of people, you know, I, I you know, I've seen this. Uh, people can be very standoffish or judgmental about things like this. But once they start hearing um, the science behind it, what's actually going on with the technique, I find it much more accessible to people. So I think it's important that we dive into that area a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is important. Um, you know, when I first started doing this nine years ago, it was considered very alternative and out there. But the great thing was that after all these years of people realizing how effective this technique is and how fast it works, they they really thought, you know, we need to investigate this. So um, in recent years, there's been hundreds of studies that have been published in uh, reputable scientific journals. And what they found is that these methods um, are effective and it is not some sort of placebo effect or anything like that. And they've seen real lasting breakthroughs um, and, and that it can significantly improve and even eliminate um, various conditions. And uh, uh, there, there was a study done at, um, the, at uh, Harvard Medical School that verified that the the brain's amygdala, which is involved in the stress response, um, is significantly, the stress response is significantly decreased uh, by stimulating those acupressure points. So that was a huge, um, a, a huge breakthrough for, for the EFT tapping um, community and for, um, for the validity of this technique. Is and it even more recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, go ahead. Finish off with that thought. Yeah. So even more recently, they've been um, beyond showing that it lowers the the stress hormone levels. They've also found that it's um, turning genes off and on, um, like gene expression, either upregulating or downregulating the DNA, um, and it's also improving immune system function 
And definitely it's changing and making new pathways in the brain. And they've seen um, differences in MRI scans of people before doing EFT and after. And they've seen that, it, that the brain is firing in a different way. And they've shown that it's actually permanent. And do the studies show why that's so? I think they're still figuring out why it's working. Okay. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing about science is we don't have to know why something works to know that it does. Uh, a lot of people don't realize actually like Advil, which is a very, you know, common thing that we take. They really don't know for sure how it's working. And so right now, um, there, there are different theories about, you know, what's happening in the body. But um, what I gather is that there is some integration going on in the brain. So for example, if we're using something like talk therapy, it's really engaging one part of the brain. Whereas when we're using a, a technique like this, a mind-body technique, we're involving the mind, we're involving the emotion, emotions, we're involving the body, and I think we're, we're integrating multiple parts of the brain and getting them all to connect, and I think that allows these new pathways to start happening. But there are acupressure points all over the body. Why is it that um, with the tapping, you're focusing on the face? So there are a few others on the body as well. Um, so I, uh, in, in terms of the points on the face, these particular points lead to different, they call them meridians in the body. And so these meridians lead to different organs. For example, the stomach, the spleen, you know, all, di all different areas of the body. Um, so when we're tapping, the point is probably one of these points will, will do the job but we don't need to know which one, so we just do them all. It just doesn't take very long. It takes a few seconds to do them all. Um, I think originally when tapping was created, they had these protocols where people had to tap in a uh, you know, certain point for certain types of emotions or certain types of issues. Um, and then they said, you know what, let's just streamline this and, and just tap them all because it's very quick. When you're working, who would come and see you? Maybe I'll start there. Who would come and see you? Um, so uh, really anybody um, with, I mean, there's so many different types of problems that I've worked with people on. Um, it could be health, people with health issues, like chronic health issues or chronic pain, uh, somebody who's looking to improve relationships, uh, self-esteem issues, uh, success, um, even weight loss. Uh, fears, phobias. Um, uh, it could even be used for people having financial problems because a lot of financial problems are coming from limiting beliefs in the self, uh, in the subconscious. And and what happens is people are are self sabotaging. So uh, you know, even anxiety. Really, there's just so many things that this is helpful for. Are you getting referred to by the medical community? I have been actually, yeah, I have been referred to by um, some very open-minded uh, professionals. Um, you know, it just depends on, on what their knowledge is um, at this point of tapping and whether they've seen it help themselves. So when someone comes to see you, what, you know, you, you talk about accessing emotions and things like that. Are you of the belief then that most of the illnesses are emotionally based or stress based and that's sort of the avenue you're going down to try and help these people? Uh, yes, there, there definitely is um, validity in, in, the, uh, in the, the, the fact that emotions, when we have emotional stress in the body, the body can't do what it needs to do. And, and the body knows how to heal uh, on its own. And so when we give it the right, all the right foods and, and you know, um, uh, the right environment, the body can naturally heal. But if we have emotions that are getting in the way, keeping our body in that, in, in a stressful response, it can't do what it needs to do. And if we can get that stress response lowered, then the body can just take over. So for myself, actually, I suffered from a chronic illness for, um, for four, over four years. And, you know, I was doing everything I could to heal. 
and uh, I, I, I suffered from vertigo. It was really debilitating. I, I walked with a cane, um, and, you know, I went to so many different doctors, and everything I was doing, nothing was really helping, and they just they couldn't figure me out. And it wasn't until I finally, um, I did get the right treat. I mean, I had been misdiagnosed, but once I finally got the right diagnosis, and I was doing a treatment that um, should have been helping, and it was temporarily. Um, the, the professional I was working with couldn't figure out why I wasn't healing uh, because it just didn't seem, it just didn't seem like uh, there was any reason for me not to heal. And so once, I, um, once I, 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 I really got at the emotional root of what was going on with me, and suddenly I did heal. And uh, I, I have been cane-free for over a year um, the vertigo is gone, and uh, you know I'm so grateful to have my life back. I, you know, I have to tell you, Kelly, things work in in mysterious ways. I had last week, and Kelly and I have not talked about this because I really haven't talked about it with anybody. I woke up Thursday morning. I have never had vertigo in my life, and I felt like I was going to be tossed out of the bed. And it's really kind I of know. thrown oh. me. Um, it's thrown me for the last week. I, I seem to have lingering things like that, but it, it's amazing that I, I've that you've come to me, and that is your sort of your history. I find that um, I find that there's something that's brought us together here for that. Because I tell you, absolutely, yeah, the vertigo that I had it really has rocked me. Because as you know, I have had a prior illness to this. So when I woke up and I had that sensation and feeling, I was it, it's a scary, scary thing. And yeah, it's, it's it is. It, amazing it, that it really uh, you've talked is. about this. I, I find that very amazing. It's so I, you know, after we get back from the break, when I want to talk to you about some of the techniques, I'm going to be fully invested on what you're saying because I just I find that so ironic that that's the condition that uh, that you brought up today. Really, truly, is ironic. But, anyways, thank you yeah. for being here. I find that it's it's that's quite awesome. Um, we're kind of in the middle here. We got it. We'll do about three minutes. So I want to get to this question. Here, um, you talk about you you say things while you're doing the the tapping, and you talk about accessing emotions. Do people come with you knowing that they have these buried things, or are you accessing this for them? So I'm facilitating. I'm helping them discover it. So I'm, I'm really good at um, getting at those subconscious things that are going on. And basically what I'm doing is helping people tune into what is the message their body is giving them. So, you know, when we have, uh, when we have feelings, they're accompanied by feel, uh, like when we have emotions, there's a corresponding thing that's going on in our body. So if you notice, you know, sometimes when you're talking to somebody, uh, you, you might get that little choked up feeling in your throat or, um, you know, sometimes you feel like maybe you've been punched in the gut or, um, you know, you're, you, you feel like your, your heart, there's a little crushing sensation in your heart. So any of those feelings is what I hold on to and work with. So we're working with that feeling in the body and the corresponding emotion, and I'm helping people discover what is this belief that I have underlying here. And usually these beliefs that we're uncovering, they're not coming from something recent. Usually they're coming from our, our early childhood, you know, before, often before the age of 10, um, something was programmed into us or we misinterpreted something and we took it in a negative way and it stayed with us. And because it's been there since we were young, we just don't even, it's like a train going by. We don't, you know, that's been there for a long time and you just don't hear it anymore. Um, so people are often shocked when they work with me and, and they'll say, I can't believe that I believed that. But by the response in their body, they recognize, wow, I feel so different. And so they, 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 they can't, um, they can't uh, not acknowledge the fact that, wow, that belief was in there. Do you often have people come to you not even realizing that they have these buried feelings or emotions? All the time. All the time. It is so common. Um, I think it is a human condition. Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, 95% of what's going on inside us in our brains is subconscious. And so, you know, we're, we think we know ourselves, we think we know what we believe, and our logical mind um, is really not as powerful as our subconscious. And so, 
Um, you know, what's going on in the logical mind is all the rational stuff. But often what people are unaware of is, you know, they might believe, you know, I have the right to speak my mind or, uh, you know, certain things like that. And really what's going on in the subconscious is the complete opposite. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I want to go to break here for a few minutes. And when we get back, I just want to pick up where we left off. So we'll be back in a few minutes, everybody. You were born with a grace. That grace is your gift. It's a divine enablement. If you work your grace, the grace will work for you. Company, teach the lesson. Yes, they will. Design. Don't you doubt. The systems of the world. The systems. You gotta take your confidence. Yes, they will. But the systems were designed. Designed. To make you sit down on your feet. Don't you let. But the gift God gave to you. This gift. Give it back to him. Offer it up. When he sees it operating. Yes. It's a compliment to him. Gives him glory. But the gift God gave to you. This gift. Give it back to him. Offer it up. But the gift it will make room. Uh-huh. Your gift, it looks good on you. Looking good. I say your gift, it looks good. Yeah. Work your grace, it looks good on you. My gift works for me. And you're wearing your gift well. God has graced you. Alright, Cody, come down. Works for you. It looks good. Tell somebody, just be you. Uh huh. It looks good on you. Can't be a better you than you. And you win. And you win. God has raised you. Come on, let's take it up. Y'all wearing Alto wigs. Say it again. Yeah. Good attitude. Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, please call 416-245-1534. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Kelly Elliott. We're talking about the technique of tapping. It's so interesting. Kelly, we had a guest on our show a while back, not even too far back, 
um, Carolyn DuPont, and she too was talking about accessing these emotions to really get at the root of things. Now, when you are in session with a client of yours, can well, maybe you can just walk us through a session. I, I'm interested in the questions that you might be asking and how you get people to come forth with perhaps emotions they didn't know they had. Sure, yeah. So, so basically how a session goes is I spend about maybe um, 15 minutes just getting a little bit of a background history on, um, you know, what it is they, they feel they are having a problem with. Um, and I don't need too much detail. And, and what I ask for is often what went on in your childhood? And, uh, you know, when did this problem begin? Um, and once I get that history, um, then I sort of dive right in and we start doing the tapping. And what I use the, the information they've given me really is to tune into what feelings they have. So I'm listening for key words that they tell me. And, um, and so I start with anything that seems to be bothersome, anything that um, I notice maybe in their body language showed me that, you know, it, uh, it had some weight to it. And we often start there. Um, working with those emotions, how they feel right now. So we work on the present about how they're feeling, and that always leads us back to the past. But there could have been, I mean, I'm assuming there could have been a shift or um, a stressor well into someone's adulthood life, no? Or is this always going farther back? Yes, yes. It, it can. There, I mean, there can be traumatic incidents that happen in, you know, in an adult's life, but often... Um, it is coming from from before the age of 10, most often, not always. For example, if somebody has had a traumatic car accident or um, definitely if they've been violated in some way, um, that, you know, th- those things are, are going to impact the brain significantly. Um, PTSD coming from, um, or sorry, post-traumatic stress disorder, they could have something uh, really affecting them from, uh, you know, from an incident, uh, you know, if they were um, in in a war or, um, you know, anything like that, that would definitely be something that uh, could be triggering the the, the brain and, and the body. Um, but most often when I'm working with people, it does lead back to childhood. What about someone who is dealing with a chronic disease? I mean, there are certain stressors that go along with that always. Is that something, mm. is tapping accessible for these people? Absolutely. Um, with chronic illness, there are so many layers and levels of, of emotions that are going on. And just having a chronic illness brings up so many things, you know, even being diagnosed with something. You know, when a doctor gives you a diagnosis, that can be really scary. And so that's one of the first things that I would work on with someone is to help get them to a calm place about that diagnosis, because that's going to stop. That's, that's going to get in the way of the body from, from healing on, on its own. Do you find that you have um, uh, as many men as women, or is this focused a lot more on the women who, who comes to see you generally? I'd say generally it is more women, but um, I do have lots of men that come and see me as well. I, I think women tend to be a little more uh, open emotionally to doing this sort of work, um, but I do see lots of men, that, and, and, and I'd say more in recent years. They're really willing and, uh, and, and open to, to trying something new. It seems to be a trend. You know, I think people are starting now, because there just seems to be so much chronic disease, I think people are starting to... Uh, delve into other spaces to try and and find answers, and I think that this is a very valid technique. Uh, as I said, I've known somebody who's who's used it, and um, they've had some great results. What results have you seen that uh, have stand uh, have stood out to you over your years doing this? Oh wow! Um, so it, 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 like on a daily basis, I have people walk out of here that just their their faces are, are often in shock. They just can't believe how much better they feel. Um, but what I've seen is, you know, people who maybe hadn't had a relationship in a long time, you know, suddenly they're, they're um, finding someone or finding the one um, or people who've been uh, having relationship issues, maybe with their husband or their wife, um, and they were ready, you know, to, to call it quits and, and, and on the verge of divorce. 
Um, their marriages have been saved. Um, and, and it's simply because they're working on themselves. And it's not even that I have to work with both people. Often just one person um, can work on themselves and, and the emotional issues and the, the subconscious beliefs that are keeping them, the both of them stuck in a pattern. Um, that Just working with me can be enough to help release that and, and they can find that renewed passion. Um, I've seen people who, you know, felt they were stuck in a career and I've helped them um, be able to get over those fears and um, and find their way into to something that they really enjoy. Um, people who didn't have financial success, um, often often in one session, you know, we can make a huge shift to get some of those money beliefs out of them and 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 get them uh, get them moving forward with the with the goals that uh, that you know they've only you know dreamed of and and so. Uh, I've just seen huge, huge shifts for people that they didn't even think were possible. Is it possible for you to um, give us a real, we're on the radio, so it can't be a visual, but can you walk us through um, what you would do if someone was sitting in front of you now and, uh, you know, work in where you tap and, and, and also can people do this on their own? Do you send them home with techniques? Yes, I do. I do always want my clients to feel that they can um, they can be uh, self sufficient, and I don't want them to be reliant on me as the practitioner. I want them to feel they have some control, um, you know, because I did a lot of work myself. Um, so it is good to work with a practitioner to get at those really deep issues. But there's there's two types of tapping. There's there's tapping in the moment, which which you can use to calm yourself down and make your, help, yourself, help yourself feel better um, in any situation. And it may be temporary, but that's okay. At least you're going to feel better. And then there's that deep level tapping that often happens with, with a practitioner. Um, so I do, um, I do tell people to, um, to try tapping on their own. Um, there is, I do have resources on my website. Um, I have uh, videos, tapping videos. Um, there's, there's all different things there that, that can help people get started on their own. And I, I also have a self-help program. Um, is, is it possible for you? you through- yeah, that'd be great. I was going to say, is it possible for you yeah. to tell us how to do it? And we can sort of practice it here while we're listening to you. Yeah, it's a, it's a little tricky, but uh, without, without seeing it, mm-hmm. but, but I can definitely try. So, so how it usually begins is we start with, okay, what's bothering us? You know, what, what feeling is there? So let's just start with something simple. Like it could be stress. Uh, stress or overwhelm, and, and we want to focus in on something specific. What is what is it that's stressing us out? So um, it could be I have so much to do, uh, something like that. So we we do a couple of what we call setup statements, and we start by just gently tapping. It doesn't matter um, whether you're using your right or your left hand; it doesn't really matter. You're going to tap on the side of your hand. So if you were to to um, uh, the, the Close the side closest to your pinky finger. Oh, you're just okay. going to tap on the side. And palm, palm, the, the your palm is up? It, yes. Your palm's up. Yeah. Is your hand open or yeah, closed? So just, oh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Just as long as you're tapping on the side of the hand with your other hand. And so we would just say it, make a statement like, even though I am so stressed because I'm afraid I can't get everything I need to get done, I love and accept myself anyways. And we usually say that twice. Okay. So we're basically acknowledging the problem. Um, it's sort of like Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, you, you <laughs> go in and you say, <laughs> right, you're going in and you're saying, yes, I am an alcoholic. So you're, you're really going towards your feelings and stating them out loud. And once we do that, then we move on to the different points on the face. And so we would start what we call these reminder phrases. And it sometimes it seems cruel because we're, we're really focusing on the negative and repeating the negative over and over. And so what we would do is we would start tapping on, on the eyebrow, on the inside of the eyebrow. And we would say something like, I am so stressed. I'm not going to get everything done. And then we would move to just the side of the eye. And we would say something, I am so stressed. I'm worried. I'm not going to get everything done. And you're tapping all the time through this. Yeah, you're just tapping, you know, it's about maybe seven or eight times through every point. How hard are you doing it? And then we, it doesn't have to be very hard at all. It can be very gentle. 
This is good for students going into exams. Yeah, absolutely. I used to do this with my students when, when they would have a test or an exam. And then we'd move to under the eye. And, you know, we would say something again. I'm so stressed. What if I don't get it done? And then under the nose. What if I let somebody down? And then under the chin. Sorry, just under the mouth. It's on the chin. Mm-hmm. Again, just reminding ourselves of the problem. I am so stressed. And then the collarbone. So just underneath the collarbone. It's about about an inch from the sternum, just underneath the collarbone. Mm-hmm. And again, we would repeat a phrase, I am so stressed, what if I don't get it all done? And then the last point would be under the arm. And it's about a hand's width under the armpit, just sort of where, um, for a woman, where the band of her bra would be. Oh, up that way. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I am doing it while you're... Pretty, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. And we repeat that. Um, so what happens is when we do this, often the emotions start to rise and they become more intense. And a lot of people at that point, they want to stop because they're, they're not used to things getting more intense. We're used to avoiding feelings. That's uh, often what we've been taught in, you know, in society is push it down, keep moving, be positive, ignore. And so that doesn't really help us. So, so by facing these feelings, we realize you know, they're not the big monster we think they are. And so when we go forward with the feelings, they, they tend to increase a little, but then they come down. So we just keep doing rounds. Uh, you just keep doing the same process until that feeling starts to um, decrease. And, and the goal is to really get it to a level of, of, of neutral. So we would often, really what we should do is rate the feeling before we begin. So, um, you know, you would think to yourself, well, how, do, you know, how, does, how intense is this feeling on a scale of 0 to 10? So maybe when you started, it was at an 8. And often what we see when we're finished is that, okay, now it's down to a five. And then we could do another round um, and, and, you know, and keep going with, with, the, with the process. And uh, usually what happens is once one feeling has been um, decreased, often another feeling will pop up underneath. Mm-hmm. And so then we'll, we'll work on that feeling. And usually there's only a few feelings that are, are um, causing an issue. And, and once you get those down, you start to feel better about, about the whole situation. So you're not trying to make things pretty saying, you know, wash, wash the feelings away. You're facing them head on. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Okay. Now you and, are, and then we do move into positive. We do. Oh, you do once, move once in. You feel okay. better, yeah. Once you feel better, once you've, once you've gotten that level down to, um, you know, probably a four or under, then you could start saying more positive things. Okay. All right. right. So now you're yeah. the creator of the free your life method. Can you tell us what that's about? Sure. So, so basically what happened after I did my training, so I, I trained for, you know, a couple of years doing EFT and I, because I do have a science background, what happened was I, I, I saw patterns and, uh, and, and what, what I really saw was that for all of my clients that were having certain feelings, there were, always these similar beliefs that were underneath them. So what I've done is I've just streamlined the EFT process so that when somebody feels something, we're going directly to that negative limiting belief that's keeping that feeling in their body. And once the mind makes that connection, it's often enough to get that shift to happen really quickly. And is this something that's on your website? Is it a video series or is this a technique that you're employing while you're with your clients? So this is both. So I do have um, a self-help program that takes people through uh, the Free Your Life method. And I also use this with my clients. Okay. Are there any drawbacks to tapping that you have come across? Um, The only drawback is um, if somebody is not used to feeling emotions, it can feel a little overwhelming at first, Um, you know, and so that's why I say it is good to start with, um, um, if if you do get get to that point, to work with a practitioner, Um, 
because, you know, we don't want anybody feeling um, overly uh, emotional, feeling that they can't handle it. Um, we want people to feel safe. Um, so working with a, with a practitioner is a good idea if you're one of those people that feels that feels emotions can be scary or overwhelming. Um, you know, generally people, a, a lot of people do self-tapping and they're okay. Um, but just knowing that um, it, it can sometimes feel overwhelming, it, it's it's just a, it's just good to know. But if you were doing it on your own, do you think you could access those emotions yourself? A lot of people do. Yeah, a lot oh, of people can. do. There's something, yeah, there's something about the tapping that it does, because you are facing those fears and those feelings, it does just start to bring that stuff up to the surface. So people will get relief. Um, you know, they sometimes they do get that permanent relief. There are videos, you know, on the internet and um, and, and different tapping scripts that people can follow. But often that will tend to be more temporary, the relief that they're getting. Um, and you do need a little more expertise to get that permanent relief. Yeah, I would think at least initially, you'd want to be able to work with someone who can help you ask the right yeah. questions. Now, can you use uh, the probably the final question, I guess here we have to come to the end of the show. Can you use tapping to calm yourself? Like if you're in a stressful situation, can you use tapping to bring down that stress? Yes, that's what it's perfect for. Um, just, you know, when, when you feel those emotions rising in your body, whether it's anger or sadness or um, that anxiety, um, just start tapping on the points and, uh, and, and it will really help and, and, and verbalizing those, whatever, you know, whatever's going on inside you, it will really help to um, calm down the brain and calm down that stress response and make you feel better. I'm just, you know, it's reading week for the kids. I know a lot of them are going back for exams. So they're sitting in their exam chair just before they're ready to start and they're anxious, tapping on the side yeah. of their hand and just saying, now are they yeah. saying, I'm afraid of this exam? Is that what they're doing? Or are they, they saying, yeah, I can do it? Yeah, I'm so afraid I'm going to fail this exam. <laughs> and you just start tapping those points that, that you gave us starting with the outside yeah. of your hand. Interesting. I think it's a very good thing to, you know, it's a very easy thing to to employ when you're sitting there. And I think it's a good thing for everyone to know to start. But let's find out more about how people can contact you. Maybe you can give us your information, your website, um, social media handles. You know, I think it's something sure. that a lot of people may, may be interested in. Yeah, so, so like I said, on my website, there's lots of resources and, and, uh, and I have that uh, self-help program. Um, so my website is uh, freeyourlife.ca, and um, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Free Your Life with Kelly. Okay. And do you have any other social media handles? Uh, no, that's all I've got right now. <laughs> Perfect. No, that's good. I, it's you know, it's I, I, actually I think we talked about this, right? The social media stuff can really weigh you down. Be tapping all the time, trying to keep up with all that stuff. It's a it's a bit of a, a challenge. So Facebook yeah. is Free Your Life with Kelly, and your website is FreeYourLife.ca. Very interesting topic. I'm really glad I had you on the show. I've learned quite a lot, um, and and thank you for joining us. I really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.